Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, as you might have heard on the morning show with Simi Sarah, Wally Opal joined Simi to talk about the release of the report that takes a look at transitioning to a civic force in Surrey to get rid of the RCMP and have the Surrey Police Force. The report itself is 455 pages, a lot of information in that report. But what does it mean as far as costs, the timing of the transition? Still a lot of questions as to what could be happening in the city of Surrey. Let's bring in Linda Annis, a Surrey City Councillor, to talk a bit more about this. Councillor, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Jill. I know it, it is 455 pages. I'll fully admit I have not read the entire thing. I've gone through some parts of it. Have you been able to go through the report? Uh, not in its entirety yet. I have uh, done the executive summary and gone through much of the report. So, you know, I do have a pretty good understanding in terms of where it's going. Uh, so what, do you, what is your take on it then from what you've seen so far? There's an awful lot of unanswered questions. I'm still struggling with why in the first place that we're doing this, why we're changing the badges for the sake of changing the badges at a cost of $129.6 million, and that's for transition costs only. And that number, quite frankly, I don't have a lot of confidence in. There's things in the report, as by way of example, says that IT could cost anywhere between 6 and $20 million. And in calculation and the $129.6 million, they've used the lower numbers. So I think we're in for even a bigger price tag to do this uh, transition than the $129.6 million. And when you talk about that number, because that kind of stuck out to me as well, that this $129 million for the transition, what exactly does that money co- uh, cover? That covers uh, things, um, uh, you know, in terms of IT, uh, differential in terms of benefits and, you know, new equipment, uh, training, a multitude of things. And you're not confident then as far as that figure that it, that it, that it will remain $129 million? It could be much more? I, I am not confident in that number whatsoever. You know, when you look at things again like IT, that it could go anywhere from 6 to $20 million, and you choose the lower number, well, there's $14 million right there. I was looking for things in the report about indemnification, you know, if there's um, lawsuits or things like that, how do we pay for that? Uh, that's not, uh, uh, I couldn't find that in the document. There's a lot of stuff that seems to be missing. And you talked about the idea of this is uh, merely a, a badge change. Do you think enough attention has been paid on, uh, say, an RCMP member in Surrey who has lived and worked in Surrey, say, even for 10 years, 8 years, 10 years, has a home in Surrey, has a family in Surrey, has kids perhaps that go to school in Surrey? That person has two choices, I would imagine, either apply and hope to get on the new Surrey police force or continue with the RCMP and go to another detachment. Do you think enough has been talked about or looked at as to what kind of disruption this is going to have for the number of people who are in that scenario? I don't think we've paid enough attention around that. There's been not enough transparency through this whole process. There haven't been uh, much engagement, to the best of my knowledge, with the RCMP or with residents of Surrey. People that join the RCMP 
join because they're proud to be RCMP members, and they do a fabulous job in our community. And to suggest for a moment that massive numbers of them are going to switch over to a proposed Surrey Police Department, I don't think is valid. Um, They haven't been consulted. We don't know how many are coming over. We can't really make a guess at that until they're asked. And I think, quite frankly, they're so proud of being RCMP members, and so they should be, that I think a lot are going to request to be transferred out. And if that's the case, then where did the new officers come from to make up the Surrey Police Department? Well, they can come from a couple of places. Um, Certainly new recruits uh, that can come in. Uh, We will be looking to other municipalities and cities to try to attract um, their police officers to uh, become uh, over to Surrey to serve in Surrey. And that can be, quite frankly, problematic for the whole policing model for the Lower Mainland. The other thing that can happen, too, is members that uh, may be retiring from other police forces can sign up uh, and do a second career with uh, the SPD. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that might be getting a bit ahead of ourselves when we're still looking at the report and still, still in the very early stages. Uh, there are numbers in the report as far as the proposed staffing model for a Surrey Police Department. And I think when you add them all up, the total sworn officers would be 487 uh, civilians, 105. But if looking at officers at 487, do you know how does that compare with the number of officers currently in Surrey? Well, the actual number when they're uh, fully operational, I believe it will be 805 um, Surrey police officers. Uh, Currently, we have 845. So we're going to pay more, plus pay the transition costs for less officers. And in a city that's growing at 12 to 15,000 people per year, and we haven't been hiring, clearly that's wrong. We don't have enough officers now. Why would we be recommending a decrease? Um, If you look at a city by way of example like Vancouver, they have over 1,400 officers serving uh, the city of Vancouver. Surrey's as big as Vancouver, Richmond, and Uh, Burnaby combined geographically and 85% of the population of Vancouver, based on that alone, we should be staffing up probably another 300 members, not putting in a decrease. Uh, Even though uh, some of the other numbers in the report, uh, and then it takes a look at, and granted the numbers I believe are from 2017, but it takes a look at crime, uh, violent crime, assault, uh, theft, uh, and the numbers in Vancouver, uh, even though it might not appear this way, the number Vancouver does have a higher crime rate than Surrey. Absolutely. And people oftentimes, you know, refer to Surrey as having a crime problem. Our crime problem, uh, as reported in McLean's magazine uh, not too, too long ago, it showed uh, Vancouver, Abbotsford and Langley as worse off for violent crime than Surrey. So what does that, how does that play into, do you think, uh, the transition or what needs to be the priorities of both the existing force and perhaps a new force? Well, I think what we need to be doing is looking uh, at uh, reducing crime, and Surrey has done some tremendous things in the Wally neighborhood uh, in terms of working with um, uh, folks that uh, are marginalized and getting them housing and doing things like that, having a strong mental health team. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal job um, in doing that piece, and I think we need to be working more around um, early intervention to deal with uh, kids that may be contemplating getting into gang activity, better to deal with them in the prevention mode rather than having to apprehend them or even worse, um, report to their families that um, they've lost a son or daughter due to gang violence.
So what happens now as far as uh, the report? Again, it's 455 pages. It's out. Uh, you've been calling for more transparency. What happens next uh, as far as you know in this process? Well, what happens next in the process is that a police board is formed. Uh, the city of Surrey uh, has two seats on that board, um, the mayor being one and then one that is chosen by city council. Then the other five members are appointed by the province of British Columbia. So the board will then form and they will then to begin to recruit for a police chief. The other position on council then, how does council decide who that is? Uh, that has come to council already, um, and there was a recommendation made, uh, and we've accepted it, and I believe the mayor has made it public that uh, the selected candidate is Bob Rolls, a former deputy right. chief from Vancouver. All right, and, and your thoughts on that moving forward? Do you think that's going to be a fair uh, process as far as getting the board? I think I'm glad that it's going to the Provincial Resourcing Board. It needs to not be a political uh, board. It needs to be people that have a vested interest in policing in Surrey. We need to have residents on there. Because, you know, one of the things that's very troubling to me is that there has been no transparency. And yet, in addition to that, there's been more than 42,000 people that have signed a petition to say that they want to keep the RCMP. Those two things alone, we need to make sure that there's transparency and we need to, and I'm still calling for, we need to do a referendum and really find out in the end of the day, what is it Surrey wants? And I think we need to put all the facts on the table and decide whether or not this is going to be a better policing model or not. And right now that's not happening. All right. We will leave it there. Councillor Annis, thank you so much. Always good to have you on the show. Appreciate it, Jill. Thank you. All right. Linda Annis is a Surrey City Councillor.